1: That music. I love it. (laughs) Oh,
2: I love it. Hey everyone. We are here at the Afterbus show for Crisis. We listen to all of your comments and that means we decided to start Afterbus show. We are here for season one, episode four. We were supposed to stay together. I'm Stacey Ike and I would love to introduce my fabulous co-host.
1: And I'm Courtney Tezanel. So great to be on the show, and we're going to have a lot for you guys on Crisis this evening.
2: <sighs> yeah, we're starting, we're starting it fresh, so there's a lot to catch up on. We're on episode four right now, which means that we have to catch you up on one through three, so we've had a lot of discussions of what that's going to look a like. A lot, <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, I mean, if you guys don't know so far, Crisis is a crazy show that was filled with, what a group of teenagers yeah who have... a group
1: honestly a group of brats like yeah. they yeah yeah we didn't mean to brat, call them that but i know but like a group of very privileged individuals right, that right. ended up being in a very unfortunate situation yeah yeah so. so
2: these kids were on their way to a field trip that was in new york city and unfortunately they did not make it that far so nope. they were kidnapped yes. and they have the most powerful parents so this ended up being like we said a huge crisis Whew, so, I mean, this, now we're on ep- season, what, episode we're four. We're on episode four but now. But up until then, I mean, there's been so much to talk about. Yeah, what do so. You, what's your first, first I mean, crazy? first
1: impression, it was super slow. Yeah. And, I mean, I guess that's how most uh, shows are supposed to start off, but, like, you know, we were kind of just getting to know like who these kids are, like why is this important I was bored. Why at first, do we yeah. even care yeah. that they're being kidnapped? But then when you're like there's a president's kid getting kidnapped and then like congressmen, stuff like that, you kinda of see why it's such a big deal for And everyone. then you find out
2: Lance Gross is gonna be the lead and you're you're feeling it. So. Lance Gross. I mean that was yeah, that was my <laughs> That's my first the reaction. eye candy
1: <laughs> of the show. Of the show.
2: <laughs> so he's um hits his first day on you know as a Secret Service agent and you know, his first day does not go well. He is is protecting the um, president's son which is why he had to follow them on their trip and he gets shot by his own his own his partner yeah his partner how shady yeah really terrible that so. was
1: the worst first agent hers
2: the yeah. worst we're not we're not sure about trusting him obviously so. yeah so
1: he, it will, it'll be a lot more about agent Hurst and how he plays in this whole thing mm-hmm. but agent finley again worst day ever mm-hmm. so um, a lot of the first episode was really focused on his first day and like mm-hmm. how he did things wrong. And you know, him he ended up helping a guy helping a little boy Anton get out of the situation yeah and and,
2: like, I mean, she mentioned earlier when we were talking about anton because he's just a funny kid. like he's such a comic relief for such yes. a sad situation. but he I think his him basically leaving was you know, some hope. So once Agent Finley was able to rescue him, we thought okay, that means that he can probably have the power to rescue all the other kids. Now we're still looking for that. He's doing a good job. but Yeah,
1: but that pretty much, if he had, if Agent Finley hadn't saved this boy, there would be no crisis. Like we would have nothing to talk about and all the kids would be kidnapped and then poof, begone. gone. Like there's no show. (laughs) So (laughs) Anton really, again is that comic relief for everybody and kind of gives like that insight on what happened. Because in the beginning, no one really is believing um, Agent Finley they think like he's a complete joke like you shouldn't even be on the FBI like go back to being a cop so it really kind of like propelled the season for us yeah and, I think so. Yeah, so.
2: Um, we also get to introduce, like, you know, learn about some of the parents because, of course, this sad situation happens. So now we're being introduced to who Amber's parents are, which is Meg Fitch. So she's a super powerful woman in the city. And, you know, her kid is under attack. So she's doing whatever she can to make sure that she gets her child back. We get to hear a little bit about the congressman, the senator, just all the important Parents of these that children that run the nation, yeah that run like. yes they exactly. run everything
1: like these people oh, they just have so much power mm-hmm. so um one thing that we were talking about in like our recap was just pretty much how um, there's this great dy- sister dynamic so Agent- great is
2: it great I don't oh know no if it's great. I think it's
1: I think <laughs> it's great for this show like it really gives like some color to it mm-hmm. so Agent Dunn is um, the FBI agent that's now going to be helping uh, Lance Gross or Agent uh, Finley. We're like calling him Lance. We're like, <laughs> Lance. <laughs> oh I love him though so it's, it's so hard. Great job Lance. <laughs> <laughs> but um, Agent Dunn is the person who's going to now be um, a good partner for Finley right. and her and her sister Meg who's a powerful individual whose daughter is Amber. A lot of names to keep up with so you know we'll slow it down for you guys. Yeah. But um, Agent Dunn and Agent Dunn and Meg. Uh Yeah, Agent Dunn and Meg have this interesting dynamic where they haven't even spoken to each other this whole time until the kids are kidnapped. So, like, that's a way to have a family reunion. Yeah,
2: exactly. I need your help. Hey, can you get on this FBI case? I mean things have happened to our children in the city. And I remember when agent Dunn was asked to get on the case and she, they said, yeah, get in touch with the FBI. You have connections. And she said like, I haven't spoken to my sister in years. So that was pretty Crazy. terrible. Cause we find out years really is like over 16. It looks like, right? Yeah. It's,
1: it's been a while. So, I mean, their dynamic kind of, and just to like wrap up the first episode, cause we have a lot to talk about. Um, they, we end up finding out that Meg and, um, Meg and Agent Dunn have this weird relationship Terrible, where, yeah. yeah, where now, like, they're trying to do everything for their kids, but we find out that Meg is actually not the mother of Amber.
2: Yeah. And like, Amber <sighs> doesn't know, so we shouldn't tell her. But
1: Exactly. Yeah. But Agent Dunn is actually the mother of this child, and, yeah. like, now this whole theme of, like, what would you do for your kid? Yeah. Like, applies to her, too. Because
2: she's a mom. And, yeah. you know, we didn't know that. So, yeah, definitely. So
1: that was a great way to end the first episode. Yeah. Um And then we go over to, I guess we can kind of season, uh not season, episode two and episode three kind of were very much along the theme of like, we're going to pick different parents to like manipulate right, and then right. like the crisis happens. So right. we'll start touching on yeah, that. Yeah. I mean,
2: if we, we pretty much already started touching on Susie, um, Susie and, you know, Agent Dunn and Meg's relationship. It's kind of weird because like we said, they haven't spoken in years, Susie, Agent Dunn, like she's known this is her daughter obviously but she hasn't seen her daughter she's never seen her daughter that was what was really crazy we find that out in episode one as well she's never seen her daughter and you know she's never really felt like she needed to be a mother in this until this situation and so Meg you know she, the theme of her looks like she's a very controlling person. Yes. And she likes to be on top. And so, you know, the way Agent Dunn approaches her is look, like, you can't control this. This is FBI. I'm handling this. But their relationship is affecting how the case is being. Yes. You know, how it's running they're through. They're actually,
1: they're having yeah, like, they're butting heads. So a lot much. of conflict. So yeah. instead of working together and working against this crazy force, which we haven't even touched on the crazy guy. Yes. Yeah. Um, And let's just go yeah. on that now. This guy is, uh, we first see him on the field trip. And he's um this girl named Beth Ann, he's her her dad. So we think this is like an ordinary dad going yeah. on a field trip with everyone and like in the first episode he's like is getting beat and like his finger gets cut off. I'm so stuck on this finger getting cut really off. She really is. I just oh, can't. Oh my gosh. Like his <laughs> finger gets cut off. And then we end up finding out, like, when he goes to the back and we think he's so tortured and like all this stuff is happening. He is
2: the mastermind. He's the that mastermind how
1: this sick crazy attack on these kids so um
2: that's mr that's francis gibb by the way that's the mastermind of this entire thing he's the person running the entire show which like we said is just it's such so ironic because he starts off in episode one as like a punk you know he's a punk dad his daughter doesn't want to talk to him nothing we find out he's the guy running this entire show he has the you know the upset Nature, whatever against it, CSI or CIA. Oh, he's and so, seeking revenge. Right, he's, he's coming seeking revenge. From blood. Exactly, exactly. And <laughs> he's so coming he's he's running the show.
1: Yeah. So and then we're gonna go back into the episode two and three. So um this is kind of where the parents start getting used mm-hmm. and like used, abuse, all that. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Francis has pretty much like had this mastermind plan going this whole time mm-hmm. so he uses these powerful um, parents to you know his, his whole reward for them is like what would you do for your kids and like you'll get your child back if you do this for me <sighs> yeah. and like it's just this crazy interlocking of different things that you in the beginning you don't even understand like how they all work together but in the end you realize like wow he used this person to get to this yeah point. like you
2: start seeing the connections between every parent and mm-hmm. how they even if they didn't know each other that like you said they're also Powerful that they've probably worked together before or they've crossed paths or whatever the case is, and we see that a lot in episode two because you know we see that the in white that. house chief of staff, oh, yeah, or episode, three. Oh, episode yeah. three, you're yeah. right. Gosh, this has so much has happened, so, so much to recap you guys, you guys, guys have on. to catch up. Right? <laughs> um, so you know, episode, episode two, the ambassador was used, and yes. then episode three, you know, chief white house of staff was used, and that was pretty ridiculous yeah and, like
1: one of the most important exactly, ones like you're exactly, under the president exactly like you, exactly oh my gosh so yeah. when they used the chief of staff like it just was the most grimy situation ever like the first of all the fbi is scrambling around like some rats yeah like they <laughs> are trying so hard to get this case going and it just seems like francis is like a step ahead of them every the kidnappers time. are
2: very smart they're not stupid they and the that's what i was telling you earlier it makes me so sad that as as smart as the fbi FBI are and as f- smart as they, you know, how they can look at the situation, like they're not winning because Francis, the kidnappers, they, they've planned this so far ahead. And the way that they are, like, you know, basically trailing everything they do before they do it, it's making you feel like who's going to win here? This no is, one. It yeah. feels like,
1: no, it honestly feels like Francis is going to win at yeah. this point. You can definitely I really be a hope term- not. Though. I hope not because yeah. he's so grimy. Like, this man was such <laughs> a punk in the beginning. I can't. And then the way he just came back and it's just, like, like this crazy psychotic guy that's brilliant at the same time right. just makes me so mad like let's not let every villain win yeah exactly so exactly. so yeah so we uh, go back to the white house chief, chief of staff he gosh he basically was being a puppet for his child yeah. and was taking like these phone call like it's just so much that happened he was taking the phone call from Francis, who like has like this, like, you know, those deep voices they put on the phone, like, this is so and so you're talking to, right, like, right. puts on this fake voice. So they know, don't know who he's talking to. And um he basically sets him up on this mission, mm-hmm. where um I can't I'm like, oh, gosh, you gotta help. to basically, like, I
2: mean, to basically, you know, ruin, ruin the situation and make get his kid back, except Does it work? I'm not sure. Because the general dies at the end. If you guys um, have been able to catch up on episode three yet, the general, you know, kills himself in this situation. He was tortured by a friend, the chief of staff, who was just, like he said, he was just literally trying to get his kid back. And the way he said it was so sad and desperate, you're like, oh my gosh, what would you do? Yeah. You know, and that was the theme of that episode, which of course is followed in episode four. But yeah, what would you do for your kid? Yeah.
1: I mean... This Francis kid has so much dirt on everyone. Yeah, exactly. That he, like, exactly. If if you guys didn't know, the uh, the first person that killed himself had an earbug in his ear, and this is Francis talking to him, like taunting him about his past, and like if you don't All the do this, he knew, yeah, yeah, if you don't do this, then your family's gonna know that you're not as um you know as credible as you thought you were, and you yeah. weren't really doing good for the country. Like that is some crazy stuff. <laughs> like <laughs> so, yeah. like I said,
2: he did his research. He's looked this up for how long, and he's been prepared. So. That's why I'm nervous, like who's gonna win in this situation? He's a step ahead of the FBI all yeah. the time. That's scary. So, I mean, we can basically go into season episode four now, yeah. because a lot of that theme's in, but mm-hmm. before we do that, we have to make sure that you guys are catching up, right? This is... This is Afterbus. so you yeah. gotta catch. There's it a lot, a to, lot catch to catch up, catch up on. on. We know we're, you know, we're giving you all the details, but make sure you check us out on iTunes and AfterBuzzTV.com and subscribe, rate us, give us that five stars, and leave a comment. We love reading you guys' comments and seeing what you think about all the Afterbus shows. So we'd love to see what you think, especially about Crisis, because it's just starting out. So yes. ma- definitely check us out on iTunes and After Buzz TV. We also just got a new app, which we're super excited about. Yeah. So that's available on iPhones and Androids. So so Make sure you download that. It's free for you to listen and watch, and we'd love for you to do that. Make sure you leave a comment.
1: All right. So, so. we're going to move it along to episode four, which is like the big deal tonight. Yes. So. <laughs> we
2: finally get to tonight. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So episode four oh, is kind of a whirlwind in itself. Um, all right. Where do we even start? I, with this? You
2: know, like, we could look through the paper and freak let's, or... Let's,
1: yeah, I think we should start with the
2: the parent puppets because I love, you know, this was, Courtney was like, look, I am just, I'm hell bent on the fact they are puppets because they are just being used, which is unfortunate, but they're being used to save their kids and whatever the kidnapper, Francis, says goes. Yeah. I don't think there's been one parent that's actually said no, except kind of in this episode.
1: Yeah, and we'll get a little bit more into yeah, that. But yeah. no, these parents are truly puppets for this man. Like, they will do anything, like... Let's just start with, um, I think the main two people today were Mrs. Worth and Mr. Worth. Mm -hmm. And then Mr. and Mrs. Yarrow. And these are the congressmen and senators, um, husband (laughs) and wife. (laughs) These are some high, like these people. High class. High class, intelligent. Mm -hmm. They do not need to be running around for this man like that. But when it comes to your children, you do anything. Yeah, exactly. You do absolutely anything. Mm -hmm. So we start off and we see... Mrs. Let's see. Uh, we start off with Mrs. Worth and her husband, and they basically open it up. Um, the FBI opens up saying, like, if if anyone calls you, let us know. Yeah. And these people already received a phone call where they're From- like.
2: Francis. from Francis yeah. they
1: received the phone call from Francis basically saying like this is what I need you to do if you want to see your child yeah and so when they get to this FBI meeting and they're like everyone in here is going to be under investigation if if anyone calls you let us know they were kind of like ooh
2: we kind of already answered the call yeah
1: and we kind of already <laughs>
2: decided to do it so yeah so they're
1: yeah. they're kind of like, It seems like the parents are kind of um, working against the FBI. Like, the FBI is trying so hard Mm -hmm. to make sure that these people get back to their children.
2: But they don't... They basically just don't trust them because they think that either they're not working as fast enough because, you know, it's their kids, so they don't think that they have a personal tie. Oh,
1: and they're used to things going their way. Exactly. That's the thing with them. They're used to everything going their way, and so now when they're, like, out of control, out of... They don't have the control, they're going out of control. Yeah. So, um with Ms. Mr and Mrs Worth they were set up to basically strap themselves with bombs yeah
2: and it was really sad because the it was interesting how you know we have this mom and dad dynamic so you know how dads especially cuz they have a daughter so we know how much that you would fight for your daughter we yeah. also know how much a uh, mom would fight for her daughter oh, too yeah. but it was just really crazy to see how the parent relationship played out because, you know, they were instructed to wear this bomb and one parent. So the dad was supposed to wear the bomb and the mom was supposed to have the flash drive. Yeah. But and the this dad, flash drive was yeah. like,
1: it was basically to send this video. Yeah. Um, and you have to get 150 feet away from the, um, the CIA building in order for it to send. Yeah. So then, uh, go back to the, yeah, apartment. I mean,
2: so basically just seeing how the dad could not handle it. And I think it was, supposed to be honorable but at the end of the day like it kind of didn't work out unfortunately yeah so that's another story but you know he he couldn't do it like he just i don't know if he felt like he just couldn't betray his nation or he couldn't he didn't feel like he should because i think it was more he just didn't want to die you know like I holding want to die. yeah i think he didn't and, he,
1: die. and yeah. even though they told him that this is a fake bomb and like you're doing this for the greater mission of finding the children this person is strapping a bomb on me and they're already conniving. Why would I put this bomb on me without actually knowing? So I think that's where the dad was coming from in that perspective of thinking like, oh my gosh, like I'm putting this on. Who knows if like what's going to happen? Someone else has already died trying to help their, you know, find their child. Yeah. Um, so then mom steps into like this huge superhero mode and she's just like she gets (laughs) gosh, she gets like this glaze over her eyes. Like where she can't see anything. All she sees is her daughter, her daughter, her daughter. I have to save her my daughter. Yeah. And she puts that vest on and she just goes She got so intense. She got real intense. She got
2: so 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 that's the one parent that we set up and then we go to Mr Mrs. Yarrow. Oh yeah. Which was really sad to me because they literally just had the parent teacher meeting they said, look, can you not like listen to us? We have your backs. And right after the meeting, Miss Yarrow is in a locked room having an interview. And, and I wonder how the go- journalists got in there.
1: They had some inside. Yeah. There had to be some outside contact that the FBI didn't know anything about. Yeah. because This lady is in here on live TV. She's on
2: live TV doing this interview, already exposing everything about, you know, what's going on. And it's like, OK, but we just told you not to do that. And the thing with Ms. Yara, which I was kind of confused about because why didn't she? She didn't give up any information to FBI. And I thought mm-hmm. that was kind of crazy. Like, you're the FBI. You should be able to get this information from her.
1: Right?
2: They didn't get anything. You know, they, they interviewed her. They were asking her where her husband is. She knew all. She said she knew things.
1: Oh, but remember, but you, she sent them off. She was oh, in yeah. The, she yeah. sent these, the FBI off. Yeah,
2: to run around. Yeah, Yeah, that's crazy. so she
1: told them that the husband was somewhere in the building, just some anonymous place, like, oh, you know where he is. Yeah. But in order to... Kind of have like the FBI scrambling, like, deviated, little, yeah, like from the little plans. rats scrambling like rats. <laughs> they he she told them like, oh, my husband's somewhere in the building. We have to find him. Making it seem like some drastic thing was going to happen. Yeah. When this man is actually going out on this mission with the, I think it was uh, with the with the other flash parents, drive, yeah. yeah, with the flash drive, and he's going out and um and he's trying to basically fulfill Francis's mission. So she completely sent them off, yeah. wasted their time again. Like these parents, are and annoying, I love
2: how Agent Finley was like, you're wasting our time like this is what we need to save your kids like come on you're. what are you doing and I thought that was pretty like I feel like then she should have cracked but she still didn't she was like no. no this is about my kid I don't yeah
1: no no everybody out for themselves yeah missing, exactly um, everything exactly. in it for themselves yeah. so um, and the title is you're supposed to help each other <laughs>
2: <laughs> I was like what is that again that's actually yeah, pretty funny that
1: is ironic yeah Um. But yeah what we're, okay so we were talking about um okay let's go back to that flash drive so the crazy heart-dropping thing that happens in this episode is yet another parent. Yeah. Bites the dust. To, yeah. It was very unfortunate. Um and I think it's a little it was a little bit more unfortunate than the other death because now the wife is feeling guilty. She Exactly.
2: Cuz she so she ooh, she said it in the cell when she was getting questioned. She basically said like I was trying to be brave for him. I was gonna wear the bomb so that he can make sure he's okay. Like I didn't care what was going on, and at the end he still died. It was yeah. So like, how did that even happen?
1: It's honestly Finley. Yeah, Agent- I was gonna
2: say. Remember Finley how Finley is the
1: man? Yeah. I, they were they were doubting him in the beginning. This man is putting his life his his sweat, blood and tears into yeah. this case. Good
2: job, Lance gross. You're great. Anyway, <sighs> you're, you're absolutely great. <laughs> uh, so I mean, okay, we go, you know, he said, she says that that happens. And then the cell phone, you know, when they found the kids, because after the parents fulfilled what, you know, Francis wanted them to do, they got their kids back, which I'm actually surprised. He's actually delivering his, he's actually doing what he said he'll do in terms of the kids. If the parent does what they want, he brings the kids, and I, I yeah. thought that wasn't going to happen, especially because it didn't happen with Meg. But yeah,
1: but see, in this one, the crazy dynamic that happens is that um, that the husband didn't have to die. Um, yeah. Mr. Worth did not have to die. That was all on the C- CIA. Yeah, they there was basically like this crazy FBI versus CIA drama um, drama going yeah. on when um, the flash drive was found, and like the snipers are like aiming at the husband, right. and then um, all of a sudden the phone drops that they the evidence that they need drops. And the CIA is like, this is CIA property. You can't touch anything. <laughs> right. And Lance and them are like, you really get it in the way of this investigation? Like, exactly. we need this. This is a part of FBI's case. Yeah. And so the husband ends up getting shot, honestly, on behalf of uh, FBI and CIA feuding, and they can't figure it out in time. Exactly. So that was kind of unfortunate. Like,
2: <laughs> it definitely it really, I mean, exactly like Francis said, it's on the CIA. It was their blood. and. I hate to like say that because we're supposed to like root for their side, but now i'm now it's like confusing because Francis hates the CIA oh the all entire of this is about the entire that. point of this entire thing is because he wants to get revenge on the CIA and we're still trying to figure out for what exactly, but oh yeah, you know because but but he's made it very clear that they are not his friends, they are his enemy, and that's who he's trying to get against, so it's just really interesting because they end up playing a part in shooting one of the parents yeah. so that that kind of stuff. And sucks. that
1: just, that kind of put the icing on the cake for Francis. Yeah. He was just like, oh, like, I didn't oh, even have to do that. Exactly. <laughs> that was crazy. No,
2: that's so true. That's exactly true. So it's really, you know, disheartening how that happens. So we move further into where the kids are being held.
1: Oh, yeah. We haven't even touched the surface the of The
2: teenage kids. dream drama drama of the kids it's so sad because i was telling her earlier how could there be any teenage anything going on i would be scared crap like i wouldn't yeah. even know how to feel right now there's no time for love like, <laughs> like how are you're they like, fighting time for love right now you're but, held
1: hostage
2: oh yeah yeah
1: but there's this teenage love affair, love triangle, love square. We don't think even think it's know. a rumbus.
2: I think it's a rumbus. I'm sure. Because they're, the, this episode definitely solidified the rhombus. Like, there's yeah. too much going on.
1: No, okay. So, just to catch you guys up, these kids are all locked up together. They're being tortured. Yeah. Like, they're being pulled in, beat on. Like, the president's um, son is being, like, suffocated and, yeah. like, Francis is saying all this crazy stuff to him about, like, you will do as I say. Yeah. Or that you robotic voice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, the kids have like this like not even great but they have this love affair dynamic between um ian ian's kind of like that friend that you have that's like oh, i know you're a great uh, friend but we could never go any further yes
2: oh god Poor it's boy. like don't you think about all the college you guys let's move on um <laughs> anyway <laughs> i feel like i had ian once or twice in my life but anyway let's move on
1: okay so ian so ian is like the friend um that is just like has this crush on um i think he has a crush on. he has a crush on amber um but amber is just like oh i don't even see you Ian. yeah i see this cool teacher the teacher
2: and it's like, and James Lafferty, he's like one of my favorites. You know, back in the day, he was all on Winter Hill. He had his thing going on. So when I see him on Crisis, I'm like, I'm happy because I feel like he brings drama. But this drama, I don't like. Why are you, like, this is far past Teacher's Pet. And there's there's This some is cons- Teacher... Yeah. This is a problem.
1: This is disgusting. (laughs) Yeah, I'm like, this this is a problem. Because this child looks like she's like 16. Yeah. And, or they're, you know, they're older. Senior trip. Who cares though? You're like, (laughs) you're young, honey, and this is not okay. This teacher um, is like breaking her heart and all of this stuff. Like, the teacher, I I think Amber ends up finding out the teacher's interested in someone his own age. And that breaks her.
2: That was so funny. She's like, what do you mean you lied to me? And I'm like, Amber you're, you're not a factor
1: <laughs> like you're not I'm so sorry no, like you're yeah. just getting out of diapers like come yeah on, I know
2: honey. I feel bad because she's like definitely in a hostage situation but yeah, I mean. yeah yeah so
1: she wants that comfort okay yeah. we'll give you that but <laughs> but that's it exactly. <laughs> so but uh, okay so there's that triangle um and then there's this Beth Ann girl. Yes. And Beth Ann, I kind of am interested to see where her character develops mm-hmm, because mm-hmm. she's actually the daughter of Francis, this crazy mastermind. So the guy,
2: the mastermind of it all, he's the guy that is running the show. And your daughter is, like, a part of it. Yeah, and you know what?
1: The crazy part about this is he's doing all of this and making it, like, his daughter is going above and beyond to figure out, like, what's going on with my daddy? And, like, (laughs) no, really, what's going on with dad? And is he okay? They cut his finger off. (laughs) Oh, my God. And really, her dad is the one doing all the cutting and the initiation. And that is what's scary. Like, how is she? She's. I
2: really wonder what it's going to look like the day she finds out. Like, I really. Oh. It's going to be so bad. There,
1: oh, I, I I don't even know how I react pause. if I found I out think that there's a I'm doing yeah. all of this because this girl. Let's let's move on from Beth Ann. Yeah, she's just, she's developing. She's gonna be a very yeah. intense character. She has like this emo vibe kind of going with. <laughs> no, really, she has this emo vibe yeah, going. Yeah, and the I dark just,
2: clothes and the really dark hair and the you know and the, like the
1: typical teenage drama that's yeah. really not true drama. Yeah. Um. But yeah, so Beth Ann actually likes. Kyle, which the is the president's son. son. Who wouldn't like the president's son? I know he's cute. Yeah. He's he is cute. cute. He's it. cute. Good job. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But they're completely different. I don't know yeah. how that's gonna work. I think
2: what's what I don't like about Ann in this in this episode and in a lot of them, she's too like quick to judge, especially because she feels like people are judging her. You know. Oh yeah. She feels like she's the bottom of the totem pole, especially with these parent. You know, these kids who are parents you know, have the most powerful parents.
1: Yeah, it's just titles. Yeah, and
2: her her dad, to her knowledge, is... The bottom, so yeah, just not th-
1: this this punk this exactly punk we met in the beginning exactly like a shaky yeah huh, type yeah. of person
2: and so she's not giving Kyle a chance and that's really bothering me because I am starting to grow to like him I feel like he's a genuine guy he's just you know he's saying that like look I had problems with my dad like you don't know me and she's like no you're the president's son so you must be rich and happy and live in like the meadows and, and I'm like
1: no you're that's not, not yeah
2: how it works. so I, I that's one thing I'm just like not feeling that about her but you know I hope that she can kind of grow to open her eyes a I little think bit. she
1: will I wish she could grow. To open her eyes to the guy next to her. Because, yeah, Ian's, but see, okay, Mm -hmm. I don't think Ian. (laughs) Ian's probably one of the ones that it doesn't have that title, but like, why do we always look over, like, the nice the, guy? Yeah, the yeah. nice guy, or the guy next door, or yeah. the guy ne- besides you, Beth
2: Like, come on. <laughs> the, literally the friend. Yeah, yeah, the
1: person who's like there for you when you're in hostage. Like, yeah. Kyle is to himself, with his boys, talking to whoever, yeah. and this guy is worried, like, are you okay? Like, <laughs> is everything fine with you? Yeah. So, why are you not looking at that person? Who's I mean,
2: that's, think about every guy who was like, the nice guy who wanted to be with you and you look for the guy who was totally uninterested i don't know it's like totally a,
1: opposite you know of what to,
2: you, of what you want of yeah. what you need and yeah so i mean hopefully she's nothing like every girl we've ever met and turns out to actually care for ian
1: but hopefully if
2: not i'm okay with kyle too so
1: but wait guys at the, at the end of this episode like we find out she's not only emo like she's super depressed this girl is hurting herself but it's really sad yeah it's, it's very not, no yeah. it's not a joking matter at all she's yeah. Hurting herself, yeah, and you know, when you're in a hostage situation, we don't think about that throughout the episode. But when it's like right at the end, like, oh my gosh, like yeah. she's really going through. Like, is this, you know, she already she didn't should be going. Happy. She
2: should be going through it the most because she's there with her parent and in can't her- even be like she. You know, to her knowledge, she doesn't know what he's up to. So you're with your parent and you don't get to be with them. I think yeah. that's like you know that, super... that'll weigh on you a lot exactly, exactly you have no
1: idea what's going on with your dad exactly I wish so... she knew because he's horrible but um <sighs> that's another story <laughs> yeah but another thing with Beth Ann, like she one minute she's um really depressed and about to hurt herself and next minute she's kissing another guy that we don't even know who he is like
2: well wasn't that Kyle though that she was with no that was Kyle
1: wow guys that was Kyle yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah that was Kyle
2: cause that's that's, that's why I was so like intense at the end cause we watched the episode together so we got to get all real and I, I had a lot of freak out moments like y'all oh, feel like oh heart attack moments yes yeah, so I was like oh, what's, what so you know once that happened I was kind of mad cause I didn't like the way they first they had their first kiss but I appreciate that she allowed it to happen so. yeah
1: he came at a very a time when she needed someone exactly so that's exactly. I appreciate that because yeah. you know you don't want to go through anything like that yeah. on your own and yeah. you're all already in this really hostile environment yeah. so uh, the way it happened wasn't cute but, but i think it was, but the fact that it happened means the fact that it happened be she's better. okay yeah she, he kind of came at a time like a rescue time yeah so yeah. that kind of worked out um so those kids are teenagers yeah. yeah and they just
2: the teenage dream is very well the love affairs are really real there's so much going on and it's crazy because like i said i just i wouldn't have expected all that i would expected more of like finley and dunn to get together mm-hmm. or maybe like some other stuff going maybe some adult stuff but yeah. i didn't i didn't really see the kids no kind of i didn't think thing. that
1: they were gonna do all that but i mean they are in this show so you yeah know. so <laughs> yeah i mean it makes sense let's add a little color everywhere right
2: i mean yeah. why not have everyone going through something exactly i think we should touch back on how in this episode meg was trying to go through the president's wife julia To make you know, because, okay, so she has this scene. Let me set it up for you guys. She has a scene, and she's basically with Julia, the president's uh, wife, and she says, hey, look, the FBI is not doing their job the way we think they should, which really upset me because your sister's running the FBI. Oh, yeah, and
1: it goes back to that control thing. She can't handle someone else controlling a situation.
2: So that's a problem. So she's talking to Julia, and she's like, hey, the FBI is not doing what they should be. We should take matters into our own hands. Let me make a call. And I was kind of waiting for whatever the call would be. Yeah. But it didn't happen in this episode. So next episode, I'm assuming we're going to see something. But.
1: Yeah. But I was also kind of frustrated with the first lady. Like, she is definitely falling into that parent puppet where <laughs> her. No, I'm serious. They're yeah, puppets. Like yeah. She fell into that category when she said, you know, the husband uh, took oath. And we didn't even touch on that. The hug. My husband, the president took this oath that, you know, whatever happens, we're going to serve our country and right. we're going to be there for, you know, our civilians and whatnot. but. But she said, no.
2: I didn't I'm, take an oath. I didn't
1: take an oath, and I'm going to save my child. Yeah, exactly. So exactly. She's Which, kinda, I mean,
2: what would you do in that situation?
1: I mean... You're right. I probably would feel the exact you know, same way. We, but it just, is, it seems like it's becoming too many separations between everyone. Yeah. The parents are separated from the FBI and then the CIA is like separate from the FBI and then uh, the parents are separated from each other. Everyone no one's working out. together. Yeah. And bottom again, line, yeah. the title is you're supposed to help each other. That's what, this is just. That's an ironic title. Look at that. Yeah.
2: <laughs> the irony in it at all. Yeah. I, Cause I'm like, I mean this, I was, I think I'm most upset of Meg not trusting her sister. I get it. They have rifts or whatever, but her not trusting her it you're setting up for failure because yeah. her first attempt to save Amber didn't work. You know, mm-hmm. let's if we recap on that and say remember she, you know, was supposed to give them hundreds of thousands of dollars. Yeah. She gave them their money and they said, hey, get this photo into the FBI. She did it. Lied to her sister about it. And I'm just like, look, I feel like if you don't trust Yeah, if you don't
1: trust me, the person who's supposed to really be investigating this, who cares if I'm your sister? Like, I'm doing my job. Exactly. That's the whole point of this whole thing. We're doing our job for the greater good of these children. Mm -hmm. And for everyone's personal stuff to be coming in, it's really just their dynamic that's coming in. But for her to let that get in the way of, like, the greater purpose of getting these kids is kind of frustrating." Yeah. Like why, why and are we dealing with this? We go
2: right back to control. I mean, she can't handle and, and now that her husband's involved, Noah, which he was introduced this episode, I, I don't know. Like we don't really know what kind of guy he is yet. No. I can't tell if he is like a you know I don't think he's a control freak. No, I wouldn't he's probably married, you know, he's probably to probably a control married. He's probably more submissive freak. because yeah, of how she is. Nice yeah. balance. Yeah, exactly. Yeah.
1: But just I don't know, like Susie, Susie, Susie. Or Agent Dunn. <laughs> yes. Yeah, Agent Dunn is just in a very ma- messed up situation. Yeah. Like, I feel like, I-, I guess I haven't seen like the emotional side where she feels like, oh, I'm doing this for my daughter yet. But it almost feels Ooh, like. Ooh, she- when we see that. I'm interested to see I that. I wonder
2: what that'll look like. You know? Oh,
1: yeah. But like, she's in this weird position where she's like, Going from, okay, I just now saw my daughter to now, um, this is my job. And like now my sister's against me and like the evidence I'm supposed to be getting needs to come from her. It's just very frustrating to be in the middle of all that chaos. Mm -hmm. How are you supposed to do your job when the main person is not helping you, is is working against you? So I just think, honestly, um, she's just shady. She's, she is. And I think,
2: you know, what's really terrible. We just saw that Meg had an affair. You see how they kind of peaked that in the end. That was slick, So, her husband, you know, her and her husband are watching this surveillance video or just some videos just to kind of see what leads they can get on their own without FBI help. And Meg has like a freeze moment where she sees a guy that she recognizes. And we don't know who he is until she has a flashback moment, which is a guy she slept with. So,
1: she had an affair. He was CIA. Yeah. And so now it's like we're getting these little nuggets of like where this guy is getting all this information from. Exactly. Exactly. How he's pulling his army together.
2: Yeah. And I think it'll be really sad if we, sad slash like, I mean, I don't want to get into predictions yet, but I feel like we're going to find out that he is involved in some kind of way. Oh, yeah. Which would make Everyone Meg. Is involved. Everyone's a little involved, but I mean, that's pretty, I mean, Meg had a relationship with this person. So now she's going to find out that maybe he was using her or maybe. She was
1: probably giving him information exactly out of like, you're the person that I'm with. With I
2: trust, which is terrible because you were cheating on your husband,
1: but. Oh,
2: She's yeah, you know, she's the shadiest right she, now. No, like, she's very. Her Francis shady. are the shadiest. Yeah, yeah
1: for sure. Fra- Francis is not Francis is not even shady. He's just crazy. Like, <laughs> like I can't. I'm sorry, guys. Please, if someone can cut their thumb off for the greater good of a case, like. But he. I mean, he. You'll do I,
2: anything. I think that even though that was crazy, grimy, whatever. It was a really good way for me to believe him. I completely believed him after that. I thought he was an awesome as an actor. I believed him, and as a and his as his character, I was like, wow, like you're gonna go that length, you know? Gutsy. That's that's good. Like I, I mean, his whole thumb is gone. So yeah. I mean,
1: and then they ended up using that thumb yeah, later, I can't. which is like, let's Mm-mm. piece that stuff to. It's just too much at once. <laughs> that was that was. Mm, no. So I don't know. Like, Leave if, us a
2: comment about that one, you guys,
1: please. <laughs> but I just feel like everything is is. Huh. <sighs> It's a lot. It's a it's lot. A it's up. really, it's it's really a build up. Yeah. So episode four, I think, had really picked up the show crisis. Exactly. Like, it was so slow in the beginning, but now, like, we're really starting to see like w- how this thing is going to keep going. Yeah. In the beginning, we're like, okay, these kids are kidnapped. This, you know, what's how gonna- how
2: are, how is it going to develop? Exactly. Was my Biggest concern. But yeah. it looks
1: like the the pattern that we're seeing with these episodes is that they're going like for each parent. It looks like they're doing it in twos. Yeah. Each time they grab a parent, and mm-hmm. they like, there goes the puppetry. They grab Yeah. <laughs> no. <laughs>
2: You are stuck on that, but it's it's true, and, and I'm a little nervous because I'm not sure if, like, the next episode is going to be president, or is it going to be, like, what parent is next, and, and that's how we're, we're learn, we are learn more about the kids as we learn about their parents, so, yeah. like, I didn't know, you know, how important Aziz was, or mm-hmm. Sloan was, or, you know, those kids, um, mm-hmm. they were in and out, but now we know so much more about their parents, so... I mean, I don't know, but I feel like we might as well. We're gonna go into predictions now because yeah. I mean, we're pretty much we're creeping in. Yeah. <laughs> so
1: and now time
0: you're for Buzz prediction. TV. prediction.
2: <sighs> I don't.
1: Okay, so predictions. Okay,
2: like, what are you thinking? Because I know I, I go for thinking?
1: it. You started off.
2: Okay, I personally would really like if Agent Dunn and Agent Finley get together.
1: I just, I'm sorry. You know, I just, I want Lance to have Lola. I just, I don't know. (laughs) I want let's keep our job and personal life separate. I don't think it's
2: possible. No. I don't think it's possible. No, I really don't. I really don't.
1: I don't think they're even showing that just yet. I don't think, you think they're showing? I don't
2: think, you're right, I don't think they're showing yet, yeah, but I think the little nuggets of her like kind of feeling like she has to be aggressive, like remember when he was like, yes ma'am, and she was like, no, I don't need ma'am, move on. Just her little like yeah. attacks yeah. on him is, I don't know, it'll soften him up and every time he, she attacks him, he says something so perfect back that she's gonna get soft. I don't know. I mean,
1: uh, I, I really don't think that it's they're just becoming great partners because in sure. the be- okay, <laughs> okay, <laughs> no, they're becoming great partners because in the beginning they are so reluctant to even believe this kid, Agent fin- Finley. I mean, yeah, they're they're they don't believe him at all. They think he's a part of it. And I think now, like they're building that trust. I think that's what we're seeing. I don't know if we're seeing a love affair. Please. Hey, you don't want, I I don't want the love affair. (laughs) I I mean, I,
2: I think it'd be fun. I also think, now, this is kind of sad, but I also think that Meg's husband is going to totally find out about her affair. Oh, which yeah. She's going to be, you know, terrible. Oh, and yeah. I'm not sure when Amber's going to find out, but Amber's going to find out, too, and that's going to be... Amber's going to
1: be a mess. She's already a mess. I know. In, as, as that's very true. That's very true. Yeah, sh- I don't I think, think, it's think gonna she's be... going to be able to handle it. Yeah. Like, now my mom's not my mom. My my mom, who I think is my mom, is sleeping with someone yeah. else. Like, that's going to be a lot. And then her boo. And do you, think, do you
2: think any of the kids will get set free next episode at all
1: i think so okay because we really i mean we we saw two get set free this time but i think honestly i think the next episode isn't even going to be the pattern we're seeing i think they're going to throw us completely off yeah so maybe we'll see some more of the dynamic between the um the first lady and um and mary yeah and maybe we'll see that um i don't know it's all about so far i've just been seeing like the theme is like building these relationships so we need to maybe we'll get to see more of the um what, what is it? Maybe we'll get to see more of the... The people who kidnap... The kidnappers. The kidnappers, yeah. Yeah. We'll get to see more of them because I kind of saw something I didn't like with one of the kidnappers that was coming on The Amber. Like, Yeah,
2: awkward. Super tell, awkward. Tell us what you guys think. We're waiting for your predictions. This is our first AfterBuzz show for Crisis, so I'm sure you have so much to talk about, so much to comment about, and so many things to to basically say about you know who your favorite characters are and what you're thinking. So we'd love for you guys to leave your predictions. Make sure you comment, subscribe, and rate us. I'm Stacey Ike. You can find me at on Instagram and Twitter at One Take Stays. And Court, where can they find you?
1: They can find me at Teznos, T-E-Z, nose, <laughs> on Twitter and Instagram. Follow, like, at me. What is it? Call me, beat me, but at me, tweet me. <laughs> at me, tweet me. Cute. Me. Love that, love that.
2: <laughs> and you can find everything at TV on Twitter, Instagram, and, I mean, you got us on social media. We got yeah. you, you got us. So make sure you leave all those comments, and we can't wait to
1: see what you got to say. Yep, yep. Can't wait.